This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, the 16th of November in the year of our Lord, 2022, and you are in the war room. I want to start today uh, with uh, one of the great conservatives of our country, Matt Rosendale, congressman from Montana. Sir, you caused a little controversy. I think it was on Montana radio earlier today, and we're going to try to get it caught up here, that you said that you were one of the uh, folks yesterday in these leadership conferences that voted against um, uh, McCarthy. Um can you walk through the the reason for? And I think it's only one or two of you, Matt Gates being the other, have come forward. And I think Andy Biggs. Can you walk through uh, why you voted against him, sir? Oh, absolutely, very easy. Uh, also, my good friend from Virginia, Representative Bob Good. He's he's amongst us. That's come out publicly. It's a secret ballot on the uh, conference nomination process, and I think that's the first point that everybody really needs to understand. The speaker was not elected yesterday. What happened yesterday was the Republicans nominated their candidate to run for speaker. It takes 218 votes in order to be elected as speaker. Uh, Kevin McCarthy received 188 votes yesterday. There's a group of us that really were vocal about it, but there's a lot more people among the conference that feel this way, and that is they want their voices to be heard. Uh, The rules need to be restored to where they were prior to Nancy Pelosi taking the gavel so that each member of Congress uh, truly uh, is able to represent their district. That's what representative government is about. And they're supposed to be able to do so in an equal fashion. And unfortunately, Congress has consolidated power within the speaker and the nine people who sit on the rules committee uh, that the speaker selects uh, him or herself And and so the rest of us don't have that much of a voice. And what the general public doesn't understand is that's where the legislation comes out to the floor and and you're uh, asked to give a yes or no vote on it without really having the ability to participate in the crafting of that legislation. I served in the the, uh, Montana legislature, as you referenced, and I was the majority leader in the Senate. Uh, I understand how legislation is supposed to be crafted and passed in a collaborative process, and we don't have that taking place. Now, the group that that voted against Kevin, most of them, I will tell you, participated in a process to provide to him amendments to the rules uh, to amend this procedure so that we could all participate. And we put it in writing, and we submitted to him months ago. And he is just unwilling to uh, adopt that uh, to empower each of the members of Congress to serve their constituents. And that being said, I refuse to elect the same people utilizing the same rules that uh, keep us from uh, members like me from participating and hoping that, that I'll have a different outcome. So we're going to we're going to have a change. 
Well, hang, hang on a second, because I think this is it's being portrayed as a personality contest that McCarthy's not tough enough. There's all types of things people want to do. You're saying it's something even different. There's a structural problem, and it, you're saying that the speaker has grabbed just like the executive branch has become so powerful around the president. You're saying at in the in the House that they've structurally put all the power around the speaker and he gets a handful of his buddies on the rules committee. They basically run the deal. And then you get a 3000 page bill. They give you an hour to review it and they want to, they want, they, they whip and they want, they want a yes vote. And it's that structure the, you're going after structural and kind of systemic issues. Correct. That is absolutely correct, Steve. You know, I told the people of Montana that, I'm coming up here to make changes. And the way that we're going to make changes is to change that process. And it, it's not even a radical a deviation from, from the standards, if you will. This is merely to restore the process to where it had been previously. Our founding fathers would not recognize the way that Congress functions right now. It is dysfunctional. And, and this is a way that we can get back to having uh, the body collaborate amend, discuss, debate, and, and, and pass or uh, kill legislation. And hopefully it can be done in a manner where you don't have a 2,000-page document that you're trying to force through that's a trillion and a half dollars and contains probably 15 or 20 bill titles. You can have a single subject, debate it, pass it, or, or defeat it on its own merits. At 222 or 223, which they th- think now be, be the number, he's got to get – he can only lose four or five votes, right? So the, people have tremendous amount of leverage here. Uh, obviously, you, you guys believe that he'll crater on this. Uh, he'd rather be speaker with your process than not speaker and have somebody else <laughs> become speaker with – I take it if it's Jordan or Stefanik or Scalise or whoever, Banks or whoever else is up there – you got you're a no vote until you get changes to this process. You don't care who's in the slot. That absolutely correct. Th- this is about the process. That is what we are focused on. The, the process must be changed, and it must be uh, changed in a fashion that we can enforce it. There's got to be a hammer to make sure that we can enforce it, or else we're just going to uh, be like the you know the rock song. You're going to change the names, and we all get fooled again. And I won't be. How this is something that just didn't come up, right? This consolidation of power and the speakers, both on the Republican and Democratic side, it's been oh, for a while. How, and you said you guys came forward, what, a couple of months ago to give him a heads up to say, we're going to do this. Did they just blow you off and think you're bluffing? Because I know people have talked about this before. Do they just think you're bluffing and that you eventually go away? Well, what happened is that's when uh, – uh, he thought that he was going to have 240 or 250, uh, 260. My golly, six months ago, they, they thought we're talking about 270 seats uh, in Congress for the Republicans. And so, yeah, we were basically told to go pound sand. Um, I think that's a Latin term. You may have used it before, but they, they were not willing to have a conversation <laughs> at all. And, and, and this was presented in writing. So th- this is no um, surprise. This is no you know, 
tactic that that was just brought up over the last week to try to uh, make these changes. This was put in writing months ago, and we were trying to make sure that each member of Congress is going to be able to represent their districts, their constituents, and, and participate in this process. What what if for the folks out in Montana and they now Zinke they've broken up Western Montana one district and Eastern to the other and you're an Eastern Montana rancher, what difference is it going to make for the folks in your district to have the the structure your way versus what McCarthy currently has and wants? We'll be able to participate. So instead of having these monstrosities of of legislation that just come through and and are forced through uh, without any participation from the floor, we literally will be able to go down and and propose an amendment. And it's going to give the individual uh, representatives the opportunity to craft and and participate in that process to improve the legislation. And and then again, my hope is that we can reduce down the number of of bills that are compiled into uh, one piece of legislation so that each each bill can be discussed, debated uh, and amended and and passed or, or defeated on its own merits. A, a great uh, friend of this show and someone who's kind of the wingman of Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, it says, hey, I, I love Rosendahl and, and uh and good in these guys, but they're playing with fire because if they continue down their path, you're going to have Liz Cheney as a, as a speaker working with the Democrats. What say you, sir? Red herring. That's just, that's a, a veiled threat mm-hmm. that people are trying to utilize to scare us from, from making this change. Steve, we cannot continue to elect the same people and grant them the same privileges and process that eliminate participation from the body of Congress and and think that anything up here is going to change. We're going to continue to run trillion dollar deficits. We're going to continue to pile trillions of dollars onto the national debt. And we're going to continue to have legislation that expands the uh, role of the federal government. And that is not what I was sent here to do. We have to make changes. We have to uh, restore federalism and and allow our states to function the way that they are supposed to and were designed to do. And the only way that we're going to do that and shrink the the role of the federal government is to empower Congress so that we can achieve that. So you're saying, actually, this is not a personality thing. You're looking for you actually are to them kind of a revolutionary. You want regime change. Have to have regime change. We have to. Look, Kevin's a pleasant person. He's great at fundraising. Uh, he's a guy that you would like to have at the party to talk to everybody. He recruited a lot of candidates. Wonderful. Go ahead and, and play that role. Look, I've had businesses of my own, and I still have businesses to this day. And just because someone is a, uh, a great salesperson doesn't mean that I put them in charge of an entire uh, division of a company or an office. Uh, everybody has to recognize where their their skill sets are. And when you're willing to uh, promise anything to anyone to uh, consolidate that power so that you are the one making all of the decisions and, and you're not willing to disperse it out so that you can have buy in from the uh, body, it, it's very problematic. And, and we have seen over the last several years what the byproduct of that is. And so the only way that we're going to be able to change that is to go back and restore. Again, we are not trying to propose radical ideas and concepts that have never been utilized before. This this is a restoration of Congress. 
What do you, we got a couple of minutes left. What do you want to see accomplished and what do you think is the, must be accomplished given this uh, mandate that the, uh, that the American people have given the Republicans in the House to fire Nancy Pelosi, no matter how small a, ma- a majority, and to put you guys in charge? What are the two or three things you think must be accomplished? The, we absolutely have to use in the House of Representatives our um, authority with the power of the purse to make these changes. And we can do that. Again, if you empower all of the members of Congress, we have to develop a budget and we have to appropriate the funds. That's what we're charged with. And that hasn't been done for several years, three going on four years now. And we can use that process to make sure that we secure our southern border. And I think that we should also use it to make sure that we increase our domestic energy production. If we took care of those two things, it would it would reverberate out to so many other issues that we're experiencing right now, problems that we're experiencing right now that the Biden administration has caused for us. The energy production is going to help bring down energy costs. It's going to help reduce inflation. It's going to help reduce the cost of of your groceries if, in the grocery store. And it, then if we secure the it, southern it, border, it, Congress is secure. Reduce crime. Congressman, if they pass a $2 trillion discretionary spending part of an appropriations bill in this lame duck with no no other way to pay for it but to print money at the Federal Reserve, is America looking towards an economic and financial catastrophe? I think that we have been building towards an economic uh, catastrophe for quite some time now based upon where the inflation rates are and the supply chains. And, and every single uh, economic indicator that, that we're watching. It's, it's, it's very, very problematic. Uh, Congressman, do you think there's enough votes, as you see it right now, to deny Kevin McCarthy the speakership? Oh, there absolutely is. Kevin received 188 votes. Again, not, two, not 210, not 200, not 190, 188. He's going to have to find 30 votes. And, and based upon the margin of, uh, of a majority that you were just discussing, where we're going to be probably at 222, 223, uh, five votes does not does not replace 30. Congressman, how do people get to you? What's your social media or your website? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Matt for Montana. Matt for Montana.com. <laughs> People are going to be following you now. You realize that. I got out of campaign mode, Steve. You (laughs) caught me off guard. (laughs) You're a revolutionary. People want to follow you now. Thank you, Congressman. Thanks for Love the folks out there in Montana. I will. Thanks, brother. You too, sir. Short break. We're going to go back to Mar-a-Lago. We're going to talk about a presidential run. Two years of the grinder next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. 
and it's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Nobody has ever done what we've done in the last four years. Their entire economic plan, tax cuts for the rich and corporations. And record-breaking unemployment. The worst jobs report on record. Trump is the only modern president to leave office with fewer jobs than when he took office. The Trump administration formally asking the Supreme Court to overturn the Affordable Care Act. This could leave up to 23 million Americans without coverage. I hope that the end. It'll be so good. You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. Do you believe in punishment for abortion? Yes or no? There has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. And if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons. Trump, this time around, have staying power. Yeah, I'm welcoming all my new Never Trump brethren. It took them seven years, but, you know, better late than never. Uh, the water is warm over here. Yeah, here's the problem, Yasmin. I, it doesn't really matter what hedge fund guys in New York or bloggers for the National Review or backbench senators think about Donald Trump 2024. It, it matters what Republican voters think. You know, and Vaughn and I were in Arizona last week. We went yeah. to some Carrie Lake events. The type of voters at those events, to me, don't seem like they're ready to move on. Maybe they will be eventually, you know, and, and maybe they've seen enough and they've, they've gotten sick of the losing and that they're, they're ready to, to look to somewhere else, to a new generation. And if, that ha- and if that is the case, then I think Donald Trump is very vulnerable. But, but all these kingmakers, Donald Trump won in 2016 without any of these kingmakers. He didn't have yeah. any endorsements. He didn't have any money. It was him and his golf caddy and Hope Hicks on, the, on an airplane. And he won the primary. Uh, so so th- these guys think that they're more important than they are. And, and I, you know, I welcome anybody that wants to oppose him. I, I hope people actively oppose him in the, in the primary. But, but I, I think that we're getting a little over our skis if we're, if we're ready to bury him until we hear more from actual rank-and-file Republican voters. Okay, I want to bring in uh, Boris uh, Epstein. Uh, Boris, that's Tim Miller, used to be at the RNC and now is you know either wearing pukas or pearls. We can't figure it out. Over there at MSNBC, he also does a circus. He and I uh, kind of went at it uh, at a Kerry Lake event last week. The first part of that, Boris, interesting enough, I think was on the official government uh, site of Biden uh, attacking uh, President Trump. I, I, I don't know if that's a Hatch Act violation or, or whatever, but uh, it's quite odd he would be going after President Trump so hard. Tell me about Tim. Tim Miller basically took on the Steve Schwartzman's lead story in the New York Post today, the abandonment of Donald Trump, all the big hedge fund guys. You've got the National Review had the, had the story up there, the very nasty story, not now, not ever. Uh, and, of course, you got a bunch of, as Tim Miller says, a bunch of backbench senators saying it's guys guys you never heard of from North Dakota, right, Kramer and these guys, saying it's time to move on. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your sense? Is Tim Miller right uh, that the is he, he was out there? He followed Kerry Lake. He's seen the Trump base. He's seen the Trump voter. He knows these guys. He's, this is the reason he left the RNC. Because he didn't like 
uh, the populist nationalist movement. He's decided he'd just rather go be a liberal and live in San Francisco. Boris Epstein. Steve, honor be with you. Honor be with the posse. Let me tell you this. Tim Miller has not been right in a long time, but he's right on this one. President Trump is the un- irrefutable, undeniable, undisputable leader of the MAGA movement and of the Republican Party. And the party is the electorate. It isn't, you know, a bunch of people sitting around, you know, this is the backbench of Cynthia Loomis, I think, from my, I didn't even heard of it. Okay. Uh, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. As if the establishment chooses to come at President Trump as they are now, that all that is doing is handing the president the win in the primary and the general even quicker than he's going to get it otherwise. Because if the establishment were for the president, that would be an anchor. Nobody wants them. This is 2015, 2016, all over again, Steve. You and I were there. We know exactly how it was. We are the upstart, the uprising. That's what we are. That's why the, the, the theme from Les Mis played yesterday right before President Trump's walk on music. Because we are the undeniable, irrefutable, indisputable minority rising up against rising up against the establishment. We are the outsiders, and the people are with us. The establishment wants to come at us, let them come at us. But we're going to win the primary, we're going to win the general, we're going to keep on winning, and we're going to get our country back. Because we've had a hollowing out and of then this get, country. Yeah. We've had a yeah. hollowing out of the American family. We're get to... uh-huh. yeah, keep going, sir. We've had a hollowing out of the American family unit, a hollowing out of, of, of America... And for those who think, for those who think that an upstart uprising campaign led by Donald J. Trump is anything but a juggernaut, they are going to be proven wrong one more time. This campaign reflects the president. It is authentic. It is strong. It is all American. And it is all about taking our country back. If Joe Biden wants to post things on his website, let him. And you know what? Yeah, Tim Miller is right. The people who are the people who choose, the people who choose, are the minority among you know the fancy elected, but they're the majority, the overwhelming huge majority of the American populace, and the American populace now, is with now, President Donald Trump. Hang on, I, I, I want I, I want to make sure. And by the way, you were there at fifteen, at sixteen, and, and in fourteen, quite frankly. Um, I, I want to be blunt about this, and I said this. You know, they're looking for a vessel. Ron DeSantis came out today, and this is my point about DeSantis. It was very classy. He says, hey, everybody's got to chill out. He says, I just want to, again, I got a lot of work to do. I'm going to work, right? And I don't want to be bothered anymore about civil war and all this stuff. The, 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 the issue here is not Youngkin and DeSantis. The issue here is Ken Griffin and Steve Schwartzman and, and Rupert Murdoch. And I, it, it, the show ends today in the lead story. It's Boris would be like you and I wrote it, wrote the copy and put it up. The lead story was Trump abandoned by the hedge fund guys and all the big donors on the New York Post. Love it. Used to be the most, the most pro Trump, used to be the most pro Trump, uh, newspaper in the country, a tabloid, but still a fantastic thing, but owned by the Murdochs. It broke with the great Miranda Devine. It broke the story on the laptop from hell and took a huge risk there. Uh, but it's, you know, Murdoch is open. He doesn't want Trump. I think it's, he says he's talked to the president. The Fox is not going to support him. The Wall Street Journal is not going to support him. New York Post. You got Schwartzman, Ken Griffin, and Rupert Murdoch. That's who Trump's running against. He's not running against Yunkin or, or, or Pompeo or, or, or Ron DeSantis. He's running against those three guys. They're looking for a vehicle, and it's not even against Trump. It's against this audience. 
They it's want your vote and they want your tax Trump. dollars. It's they want your children. Trump they don't want anything against, else. Once you keep your mouth shut, go ahead. Go ahead, it's sir. Against Trumpism, it's against national populism. Let's be honest. It's against America and it's for the Chinese Communist Party. Ken Griffin, Steve Schwartzman, all these huge hedge funds, they're not here for us. They're not here for America. They're not here for people struggling to, to make enough money to buy gas because of the runaway prices. They are here to sell our country down the river, and President Trump is standing up for our country. That's what this campaign is all about. And by the way, the President, as he said in his speech yesterday, this pause that drew the stark contrast, stark contrast between the shining city on a hill that our country can be and was under President Trump and the feckless, pathetic, sad state of our country on everything from the border to gas prices to inflation and to national security that it is now is the best argument for why it is not just positive, not just important, but vital to bring President Trump back and to save our country. And everyone knows no one else can do it. Everyone, Ron DeSantis knows he can't do it right now. And hey, Ron's done a good job down in Florida. That's fine. But this, we have, we, we have a, a, this isn't, again, this isn't just serious. This is life dependent. We have an existential crisis in this country, and we need the broadest, strongest shoulders possible, and that's President Donald J. Trump. And you know what? If the globalists want to be you know, running away from him, great. That is an even better argument why every voter in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Ohio, and all across the country needs to be standing up for President Trump. But, uh, Boris, uh, people need to get your morning newsletter and to follow you on social media now more than ever since you're, you know, you're, you're running around and you're always engaged in these uh, very important um, consultations on legal and also on the campaign. How do people follow you? It's an honor, Steve. Everybody's signing up. Thank you so much. Sign up right now. Hot on the website, BorisCP.com. Sign up right now, BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. On Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social at Boris. Hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless all offense. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. All offense. Thank you very much, Boris. I want to make sure everybody gets that and gets uh, up there. Um, I want to play. Can we play the Tim Miller clip uh, just one more time before we go to break? And hopefully Cortez is already up can see this. I, I don't, cause I don't have time on the other side. I want to play Tim Miller, who I tangled with. Tim, Tim's a very smart guy. Look, he's does, he cannot stand Trump or the Trump movement. But he's a smart guy. Let's listen to Tim Miller. Trump this time around have staying power. Yeah, I'm welcoming all my new never Trump brethren. It took them seven years, but, you know, better late than never. Uh, the water is warm over here. Yeah, here's the problem, Yasmin. I, it doesn't really matter what hedge fund guys in New York or bloggers for the National Review or backbench senators think about Donald Trump 2024. It, it matters what Republican voters think. Now, and Vaughn and I were in Arizona last week. We went yeah. to some Carrie Lake events. The type of voters at those events, to me, don't seem like they're ready to move on. Maybe they will be eventually, you know, and, and maybe they've seen enough and they've, they've gotten sick of the losing and that they're, they're ready to to look to somewhere else to a new generation. And if that ha and if that is the case, then I think Donald Trump is very vulnerable. But but all these kingmakers, Donald Trump won in 2016 without any of these kingmakers. He didn't have yeah. any endorsements. He didn't have any money. It was him and his golf caddy and hope hicks on the on an airplane and he won the primary. Uh, so so th these guys think that they're more important than they are. And, and I, you know, I welcome anybody 
anybody that wants to oppose him. I, I hope people actively oppose him in the in the primary. But but I, I think that we're getting a little over our skis if we're if we're ready to bury him until we hear more from actual rank and file Republican voters. Steve, give me uh, 20 seconds before we go to break. You agree the hedge funds, uh, Ken Griffin and Steve Schwartz from Rupert Murdoch are not going to make a decision here, correct? 100%. And, and listen, yeah, Tim Miller is rarely correct. He's correct about this. Republican Okay, short commercial break. Steve Cortez next. We'll get that sound fixed in short break. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat 123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat 123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. We're hitting these unfortunate records. The National Association of Home Builders. Let me show if we can pull up chart number one, please. This came out today. The NAHB Home Builder Index which just continues to careen lower. It has now been down now. Steve, no, that's a, that's real earnings. That's from the last time. If, if, we, if we have chart one on NAHB, let's show it. But I can describe it too. It has now gone down 11 straight months, and it has now hit, other than the spring of 2020 lockdowns, if we take out that very brief period, it has now hit the worst levels in 10 years. So the housing market, because of a lack of affordability, because of soaring, soaring interest rates, because of problems, remaining problems in the supply chain, housing is absolutely falling apart. And with it, home builder confidence. So this, to put this in context, this home builder index, Steve, it was at 84 earlier this year. It chimed in today at 33. So it has been more than cut in half so far this year. And we have chart number two. What is Target that? Store. Tell us what that. So Target is a company that we've talked about. <laughs> Hang on one second, Steve. Walk me through that. The drop from eighty-four to thirty-three is that? Do you, what, what is that? I know it cuts it in half, but what does that mean? So what it means is again, accepting the very brief period when when the home builder index tanked in March and April of twenty twenty. Okay, when we had uh, a massive decline, but very temporary decline, thankfully. Other than that. We have not seen these levels in a decade. And then I would see the chart that shows how precipitous this decline is. If we go back historically, by the way, this, this uh, index goes back decades, the NHB housing index. It goes back decades. 
For most of, of the last 30 years or so, for a generation, Steve, this index has traded basically in the 60s and 70s. In really good times, gets up into the 80s and 90s, gets down occasionally into the 40s and 50s. It has now collapsed to 33. I mean, that's my point. This isn't just an economy that's in a recession. We're in an incredibly deep recession. And if we don't make some quick policy fixes, if this, if this incoming GOP house doesn't take the imperative, doesn't take the mandate that has been handed to it, I don't care if it's a slim majority, it's still a mandate to start fixing this economy, then this bad recession that we're currently in could very well slip into a depression. I view about just how bad the situation is and how imperiled the consumer is. If we can pull up chart number two of Target stores, Target is, of course, one of the biggest retailers in America. And Steve, often when I pull up these charts, I want to point out two things. Number one, number one, I'm not trying to pick on this company. I don't know if this stock is a buy or sell. That's not my point here. I also don't particularly like the management of Target stores because it's incredibly woke. But putting that aside, it's a really important read on the health of the U.S. consumer. Well, Target had a terrible earnings report, and it went, and it went down 13% today. Steve, that's a crazy hit for a company that is as big and mature a business as Target. So TGT, as we show in there on the chart, has been in an absolute free fall for an entire year. It is, it is now 39% off of the highs of one year ago. So again, Steve, that's not showing us a recession. That is showing us a, a deep, deep recession that borders on a depression. When we put that housing uh, chart together with this target news, what that tells everyone is that this economy is absolutely crashing into the ditch and action is needed. And thankfully, we didn't do as well as we wanted to do a week ago, that's for sure. But we did get control of the house, okay? It's something that we should celebrate, but celebrate for about two seconds because we have work to do. And the incoming house, and I, I lay it out in my new Substack article, what exactly the house needs to do. And the, 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 the quick takeaway, American energy. American energy has to be unleashed, and the House needs to be willing to engage in brinkmanship. It needs to be willing to go all the way to the mat, uh, and it needs to be willing to risk a government shutdown if necessary to get Joe Biden to again unleash the power of American energy to get inflation under control and to stop the kind of freefall that we see in the Home Builder Index and in Target stores. By the way, when Target stores drops that much, because they're forecasting how bad Christmas is going to be. Christmas is not going to bail these people out. In fact, it's going to be the exact opposite. The opposite. They're just going to be selling yeah. inventory and any inventory. It's going to be the opposite. Also, Jeff Bezos came out today and said people shouldn't be buying homes. They shouldn't be buying cars. Uh, the, I think the overall debt of the American consumer is $16 trillion. And that's that was all structured at lower interest rates. You, you've got a massive uh, tsunami. Talk to me about that, that because they've been talking about, oh, the unemployment's yeah. fine, uh, the unemployment's fine, and the consumer hasn't felt it. And we kept saying, hey, watch, when it hits, it's going to hit like a sledgehammer. Now you have Amazon right. dropping 10,000 uh, people. This is why Bezos says, hey, you people shouldn't be buying stuff right now. Now's the time to be hunkering down. And you've got right. this massive, already, you already got the debt. That's kind of gotten them to date. Now they're having to do that right. to actually pay for food and for and for the electrical bill. Steve Cortez. That's exactly right, Steve. So the American consumer uh, so far has only coped with Biden's price hikes through credit cards. And we've demonstrated that several times with the charts I've shown on this show and the chalk talks that I've done. Credit card debt, card debt has, has exploded. That's always a dangerous game, even in the best of times. But it's particularly dangerous at a time of rising interest rates. And we know from the Federal Reserve's very direct comments over the weekend, the most direct comments I've ever seen out of the Fed, they're nowhere near done raising interest rates. So those indebted consumers, their situation is going to get even worse just trying to service that debt. They are 
tapped out as far as piling on additional debt. And you know, you mentioned Amazon. The fact that Amazon is laying off workers into the holiday season, into what should be its banner quarter, its, its banner weeks ahead, is very telling. I would also point out in a related move, uh, uh, FedEx Freight. So not the overnight shipping, but more of the cargo and regular shipping aspects of FedEx Freight. They just furloughed thousands of drivers. Again, into what should be the very busiest time of the year for them. So when we combine what FedEx told us, what Amazon told us, with what we saw today from Target, that tells us that we have, unfortunately, a miserable Christmas shopping season ahead. Why? Because Biden has crushed middle and lower income Americans. They simply don't have the ammunition anymore to go shopping the way they would have in past years. So the job cuts are coming, unfortunately, uh, probably in mass. That's just the reality. And again, I, you know, I, I can't state enough the, the imperative here, the urgency of this, Steve. Our economy is falling off a cliff, but we have a lever. I wish we had more, had more levers, but we have a lever, and that is the GOP House. We have control of the GOP House. We need a lion in charge at the speaker, speaker's gavel. And of course, you know, I don't believe that's McCarthy, but we need a lion to step up, to take on Joe Biden, to unleash American energy again, to start to fix this mess and start healing this incredible economic pain that bedevils so much of our society right now. Look, the orgy that's about to, it's starting right now, they're going to have appropriations bill that's going to be a trillion to two trillion dollars, a discretionary right. spending unfunded, not the transfer payments of Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. Why um, the, the, the existing house is going to be under pressure to pass that because they say, hey, tough economic times, people getting laid off. It's the same story. How do you, and we don't have control. And by the way, we could have control by blocking this and making that appropriations bill start in the new Congress. What is your recommendation on that? What is your recommendation on spending? Let's leave the energy part aside. Understand that you're prepared to do. Cortez sure. says, if you don't do brinksmanship on energy, and I might add, they're over at COP27 talking the exact opposite. In fact, Henry Kissinger is saying uh, what a great job Biden's doing talking to Xi about, uh, about climate change. Right about working together right. with uh, with uh, China, which is only the biggest polluter in the world. So that right. we're so far apart ideologically. Where do you think we start? Yeah. Well, and, and Steve, by the way, that's my point. Why we have to be willing to enter into the brinkmanship, right? This is probably an unbridgeable gap. But guess what? The American people just took the gavel away from Nancy Pelosi. Thank God, and they're going to give it to a Republican. And I hope the Republican. And not Kevin McCarthy. But whoever it is, uh, we need that speaker and we need the 220 or so GOP House members to have resolve of steel because the hour is so late regarding the American economy. And to your point, Steve, absolutely the exorbitant borrowing and spending has to be restrained. Uh, and I think that is an, an incredibly important job for the incoming Congress. My point is that will take some time. Unleashing American energy could happen literally starting day one. Pipelines could be permitted. Drilling could be permitted uh, if we if we call Joe Biden to task, if the House GOP does that. To your point, too, about this interim period, this is a dangerous zone that we're in right now, right? This lame duck session. You're exactly correct, because unfortunately, on the Senate side, where we actually have more levers right now, on the House side, because we're in the minority, there's not as much we can do. But on the Senate side, I really want to encourage the audience out there to pressure your senators to not use these coming weeks as some sort of ridiculous free-for-all period where they, where they feel that they are emboldened to massively spend and borrow when we already have an inflationary spiral that is out of control in this country. I would also add, particularly, don't spend on boondoggles like Ukraine. The last 24 hours or so of news cycle in Ukraine show us just how dangerous that situation is um, and just what a charlatan 
Zelensky is, the idea of funneling tens of billions of dollars to that man and to escalating that struggle, which further escalates global inflation, is one of the worst things we could possibly do in the coming weeks. So let's pressure those GOP senators to hold the line and not allow that to happen. When Steve talks about dangerous situations, not as Biden's coming back asking, I think, for another $47 billion. But that Zelensky, the missile that they were all trying to say came from Russia, oops, looks like it came from Ukraine. And, of course, Biden's partners over there, Zelensky, wasn't exactly too forthcoming about those facts. That's right. all being revealed right now. Steve, once again, the Real America Voice special with you and the great David Zier out there at, uh, in Long Island. It's a great location. We did one with uh, Rudy and the team out there in the summer. Uh, where's it going to be? How do people get there? And where do they watch it? Yes, please see it at Real America's Voice, 7 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Again, we're going to have a live studio audience for the full hour. I'll be taking questions from them, from the good citizens of Long Island, as well as the host, David Zier. Very excited about it. And, and folks, by the way, Long Island was a real bright spot on Election Day, completely represented by Republicans now for the first time in decades. And so we'll be coming to you live from Long Island. And all these important issues for the coming weeks and the coming months. Steve, what's your uh, social media? How do they get to your Substack and all your uh, all your Getter lives? Yes, so please go to uh, Getter is by far the best place. I'm just at Steve, very simple, and that links to my Substack. You can read my latest article about the GOP Congress and what they must do to save us from Biden's economy. So please read that. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve, Cortez with an S, and I will see you all, I hope, at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Uh, right after the John Solomon Show. Steve Cortez, thank you very much. Looking forward to that. Okay. Not not the best connection there, a little hotel connection. We're going to get Cortez back on tomorrow morning, talking about capital markets more in the economy. Um, don't think we have forgotten about Arizona. There is a, much, uh, a lot of work that's going on behind the scenes that will all come to fruition in the next, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Arizona. Carrie Lake in an election that cannot possibly be certified. Next in the war room. Bring it on and I'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. It's hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border. Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers? Patriot Mobile is America's only, and I repeat only, Christian conservative wireless provider. They want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I, Stephen K. Bannon, trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get a third month free. Plus, free activation. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedom. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. If you're fed up with the woke companies that don't care about your values, Support a company that does. Make the switch today and get a free month of service plus free activation. 
That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech. And canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Good morning. My name is John Leggett. I'm a Phoenix resident. I have an affidavit I want to present to each of the members. Can I hand that to the clerk? I come here to represent my grandchildren. My children and my grandchildren. I don't want them coming to me asking me, Grandpa, what were you doing when this republic was taken down by corruption and fraud? I'm going to ask you a question. What is the motto of our state? Does anyone have an answer? The motto of our state? Detat Dias. God and riches. We moved here from Massachusetts, the capital of corruption, to try to get free from that. I don't feel enriched right now. I feel betrayed. I feel discouraged. I feel abandoned by elected officials who can't take up, screw up the courage to stand against whatever the unseen hand is that's offering blandishments and threats to our elected officials across this country. We are ground zero right here. We have had discussions about this. You've taken an oath of office, and, and we, we have been left in the lurch. John Adams said our Constitution was made for a moral people. It is wholly inadequate to govern any other. We have an immoral governance here in this county, and you are responsible. I'm sorry to say that I'm a Maricopa County resident. I, I think about where could I move? There is no other place. We are, we are, we're like the forces at Dunkirk. We're up against the English Channel. So I want you to, to uh, understand one thing from the Bible. Beware, your sins will find you out. There are going to be some serious investigations. I would suggest that you get ahead of the curve, turn yourself over to state's evidence. Your time is up, sir. Thank you for joining Thank you, us. and come clean. Hello, my name is Jonah Landry. I'm 20 years old, and this past midterm has the uh, will be the first time I voted in a second major election. It is an honor to be able to take part in such an integral part of our country, but nothing is more diminishing than feeling like your voice is not heard. And that's what I and many others feel right now. I am not here to attack anyone, but I am here to simply give a perspective that many of my peers and I feel. Many of you are probably here going to get complaints about insecurities with machines, ballot stuffing, week-long counting, and some of the members even of this board being in a coalition that was to prevent MAGA candidates. And those, some of these arguments I agree with having some factor in the result of the elections, that is not what I'm here to talk about today. Today I'm here to talk about something that can't be chalked up to conspiracy theory rhetoric, but is a factual event that cannot be denied. Today, I'm here to talk about the errors that occurred in 20 to 30 percent of our voting machines. The delays that resulted from these errors extended lines around 60 to 90 minutes long. Now, normally, I would be upset about this, but 
wouldn't say it's election-changing issues if it were not for two factors. First is how close this election is. Our governor is being decided by a difference of 17,000 votes and our attorney general by less than 1,000. The second factor is that a request to extend the poll was submitted, just like Pennsylvania when they had delays, but for some reason it was shot down. That is willful neglect. A lot of people here went to vote early because they had no time to vote after work. But delays did not allow them to vote in general without being late. When election day, in-person votes averaged around 16% Democrats, and these machine errors affected mainly red areas, we would have seen different results. I request that December 6th, Maricopa County holds a runoff election without these machines that caused the problems in the first place. Thank you. Thank you again, please. No outburst. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what you're seeing here is the... Uh, the voice of the people and the people should understand there are thousands now coming in and filling out affidavits, this debacle, uh, and this humiliation of Maricopa County, uh, the city of Phoenix and the great state of, uh, Arizona has to be addressed. It has to be addressed. I, there, it is an impossibility and you're going to see a lot of election officials, people do what they call the judges and the poll workers come up with affidavits of the process you know, Bill Gates comes up there and pontificates at those sticks every day, pontificates, right? And he goes on MSNBC and CNN with a tossing softballs. And he and Steve Richards said the most uh, honest and the most straightforward, the most transparent. That, that's all spin. And I take it from seeing some of these. These affidavits are going to be brutal. There's no way that this election will be able to be certified. And by the way, it's going to be presented to the folks in Arizona. That young man right there is so articulate and but there's so much more you're going to talk about people that are on the inside and the processes breaking down and this is because bill gates and these guys are totally incompetent uh now people say well it's malfeasance and they're doing it on purpose hey that may be the case too that's all to be proven but just sheer incompetence not having redundancy in systems and not just that you go back, they have a manual that's like that thick this manual is 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 the way that they have agreed to run elections and you're going to see vast discrepancies in their procedures as laid out to run these elections. I mean, vast discrepancies in these procedures by eyewitnesses at the time. And just this thing became, you know, when the machines broke down, the question gets to be, how could you have tested the machines the day Sunday and Monday, the two days before had the ink and the settings and had everything set to go and had a massive implosion. And the mainstream media says, oh, they had a few problems. They came out and admitted they had 26%. And now I think the evidence is going to show it's much higher than that. But they came up, they admitted they had 26% problem in the first couple hours. And of that, one out of every five ballots in 26% of the voting centers. It's a disgrace. An absolute total disgrace. Uh, the people of Phoenix deserve better. The people of Maricopa County deserve better. The people of Arizona deserve better. And the people of this country deserve better. And they're going to get better. There are so many people fired up on this to come back in a process and demand to see how this thing could possibly be certified given the discrepancies and the razor, the razor edge nature of this. So it's all by the rules, all by a process of certification, but you're going to see active legal uh and uh, political engagement on this in the i think the hours days weeks ahead in maricopa county the fight is a long way from over 
Okay, we're going to take a short break. We're back for another hour of the War Room in just a minute. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 